Long Talk Radio. Good evening. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another show here at Precious Predicaments Long Talk Radio. Now, on Tuesdays is normally when we do the show from the pulpit to the couch, where you normally get biblical teachings. But I'm going to give you some teachings from some other individuals, and I see they logging in. So I want to say thank you, Mr. Ed, because I was just sending you a text message to see if you were going to be joining me. But I appreciate you, and I'm about to log you on in a second. Now, when we start talking about today's topic, I want to first give a disclaimer. This show is not to mail bash. It's not to throw people under the bus. It's not to degrade or dehumanize. It is to educate, it is to empower, it is to change or redirect inappropriate behavior. So when it comes to being a womanizer, which is the topic, which is womanizing, what does it mean to you? What does it mean when we start talking about womanizing? You know, a lot of times we grew up, we saw people, they had this charisma about them. We called them a ladies' man. Even when I was doing my research, I saw about Hugh Hefner, but he kind of was had other little things going on with just both men and women. So we can say he was womanizing and manizing at the same time. But when we talk about womanizing, what does that mean? And it can occur when a man engage in numerous casual sexual affairs with women, meaning more than one, meaning are you a ladies' man? Now, when I was putting this show together, and I have an adult son, and even with his behavior, I always stayed on him about his choice of women and his behavior because it's sad that growing up, if a male was dating multiple females, he would get a pat on the back, yeah, that's my boy, that's my kid. But if a woman did that, she was degraded, put down, called names, and all this other stuff. Why is that? Because one of the things is it's about respect. Remember the word respect. So let me log on to the first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Is this Mr. Ed? Yes, it is. How you doing there, Jeanette? You know what? I was just sending you a text message, even though I got two different numbers to contact you with. And I was like, okay, am I sending it to the right person? Because I don't want him to say he was sweet. And I definitely want him to log in and join in on this topic. Because when we talk about, or when you think of the word womanizing, comes to your mind? Well, first of all, I thought that, that word was um, extinct. <laughs> What do they call it now? I guess I better I better keep up with the times. You know, first it was situationships and womanizing. You know, because I'm just now getting back in the dating scene, so I, I'm learning all these new terms that I didn't know nothing about because I kind of been it's gone for a long time. So all of this is just new to me. We used to call them a player, player, or you know, we would say a person had the gift for gab. I just never really heard it being called just. Womanize it. So you well, I think it's, I, I think it's got something to, something to do with um, perspective. Um, you know, like 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 for one for for instance, like you like you mentioned, like a playboy. Okay, mm-hmm. some people see uh, some people have different perspectives of what what a player is. Some mm-hmm. people think, oh, he's just somebody who goes from woman to woman. 
And then you got some people who see uh, a player as somebody who who manipulates or or suckers, mm-hmm. you know, out of money or out of money or whatever, you know. So it depends on the, the, your perspective of that particular title, you know. So it's the same thing with a womanizer, you know. A woman, a, a womanizer is not the same as a player, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, a player is somebody who he's, you know, he's out there. He's he's, he's he hustles women. Yes, he does, <laughs> you know. And uh, he pays them for whatever he can get, and. Um, and then he, you know, he gets what he wants, and when he's full of it, he moves on. Um, mm. While a womanizer is somebody, he, he, he goes beyond, he, he's not just trying to get something from now and move on. A womanizer is just, he, he, he just can't resist in, you know, uh, getting whatever he can get at any particular time from a woman, period. Gotcha. Even so, if he's married. So, tell me, Ed, so what you're telling me is, <laughs> A playboy or a player, he's just playing. He's just getting what he wants, manipulating, whining and dining or getting wined and dined and all of this. But mm-hmm. with a womanizer, there's, it's a little deeper. When you Because yeah. the, it's the behavior that gets me. You know, and, and I know that dating is getting to know someone. And when you're dating, you're spending time with a person, you're trying to find out what their likes are, their dislikes, their intimate moments. And you got to get to know, you want to get to know somebody, so you want to spend time with them. I get that. But my thing is, if you are dating multiple women, how are you going to take the time to get to know if you're interested, if you've got four, five, six, seven different women? And now we got all of these songs out there. You know, we got that, it's music. I was watching a movie on Two by. And it was called, I think, Down D or something. And these women, it was like, I don't know if they were playing themselves or getting played, but they were going along with it. It's, it's one of those things to where when we're talking about a playboy or a womanizer or being womanized, we're going to talk a little bit about the pros and the cons about it. But I just want to put the information out there so that people will know because I would hate to see people get caught up in that. Because when you playing with somebody's money, are you playing with somebody's emotions? Even back in the day, people can get hurt. Everybody ain't playing. Well, I see exactly what you're saying. But my point, you know, earlier was that um, you have to, um, you know, understand the differences between a player and a womanizer. They're not necessarily the same thing. Like you, like you just said, like you caught on. You know, a womanizer is deeper than a player. A womanizer, mm-hmm. he could be a married man. He's still going to be, you know, you know, doing what he's going to do, <laughs> you know, okay? While mm-hmm. a player, first of all, players don't get married, you know. <laughs> you, know or, or, you know, or at least not as a young man. Exactly. <laughs> you might get, you might, you might you get married when you're older. You said players don't get married, but a womanizer could be a, a married man that's just out there womanizing or just collecting women and doing what he want to do. I, I can see that. I can see that. Hold on. Hold that yeah. thought right quick, Ed. Let me log on to the next person because someone's calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Percy's Predicaments, number in and in 6411. What do you want to add to this topic? Hey, it's Janelle. Um, hey, Janelle. I don't have anything you yet. Know, so, yeah. <laughs> women, we've got to protect ourselves sometimes. We talk about a womanizer. What is 
your take on that? Because I don't know what my son thought he was doing because he just, he didn't know the players' rules. He didn't know the womanizing rules. He just, I don't know. Like, what are you learning? I'm not not sure in the definition of a womanizer, but I would like Mm -hmm. to say that I believe that could be a man or a woman. And I'm an open book, but, um, you know, there was a time that I believe I may have been a a woman, a manizer. I don't know. Um, I believe that getting to the root of a, a man or a woman being a womanizer, there's trauma involved, and um, there's trauma involved, childhood trauma, a lack of something, and um, either and or a lack of self-love, and then also what I now know, too, is the, the lack of presence of, you know, void. Uh, void seem to be filled that only only God can fill. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I had my that. time where I was a, a man either. Uh, you know, to me, you know, uh, using men to fill voids or desires, even dreams maybe. I wanted to be a wife, a mother, and just mm-hmm. being thirsty after that. Now, in my my experience also, on the other hand, dealing with men that might have been that, I guess maybe I, I might have been, um, I don't want to use the word desperate, but as an adult now taking accountability for my younger self, I might have been thirsty and being um, like blind or allowing things, uh, certain men like that um, mm-hmm. in my life, uh, uh, seeking me, seeking something myself. Um, I lastly would like to add that. Um, mm-hmm. Woman, I've been, these days you have to ask the questions. You have to, I, you know, these days men ain't even telling you they're married, you know, and they're going out, you know, and they're not uh, putting out, so, you know, I say let me make the decision for myself if I'm going to be a fool or if I'm going to uh, go against, you know, Michael, let me be, let me make the decision for myself if I'm, don't do that for don't make the decision for me and right. i'm finding myself like men doing that these days uh you know uh not revealing the truth and and letting me decide if i'm going to deal with that you know how many uh, mothers right. that was a real situation or kind of man are you are you taking care of your children like well they're not they're not expo- you know telling the truth these days so you got to ask these questions um and you know what where before you know? i wasn't answer, asking these questions might not get an honest answer because of their interpretation. They may be thinking, well, because I'm separated, I'm divorced, or we're not together, or they'll give you just as much information. Right. You know, I remember my last husband, he used to say, I'm going to only answer what you ask. If you don't ask it in depth, you ain't going to get it in depth. And I'm going to be like, really? Mm-hmm. You know, that's yeah. but that's omitting. That's a lie. It's omitting. That's still dishonesty. So, but I, I hear what you're saying, but, I mean, it's the behavior. It's the behavior. So when we start talking about this behavior, and I'm looking at something that says the meaning of womanizing, and they got it in English, a behavior in which a man has often has temporary sexual relationship with women or tries to get women to have sex with him. Now, sometimes it may not even be about the sex. Sometimes it can be the emotional connection. Sometimes they may want that person to desire them 
or maybe fulfilling a void. Like you said, and a lot of times it is or can be related to some type of trauma because in many cases a womanizer may act this way because he's deeply insecure. Because if that one woman you with or the one woman you are pursuing or the one woman you lose interest, all you got to do is talk about it. Do, they got quizzes. You can do compatibility quizzes to see if you got things in common. But sometimes you also find that not only are they deeply insecure and scarred, they got addictions. Because part of this womanizing behavior, it could be a drug addiction. It could be a sex addiction. Something ain't right. Something is just not right. And it's something that they got going on with themselves. Now, whether he was rejected by women growing up, or was taught to exhibit this behavior in early years. Most womanizers seek social and personal validation from seducing women. You know how charming and charismatic my son is and can be when he's sober? And I've been listening to him like, these women really believe that? They really, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, Mr. Ed, what do you have to say in regards to some of the things that I just um I just indicated. I'm sitting here trying not to giggle out loud. <laughs> you try not to what? Not to giggle out loud. <laughs> well, you can giggle. You can laugh. You know what? Because this is about <laughs> bringing a sense of awareness. This is about bringing something to the forefront in regards to well, behavior. Like Giselle was saying, she may have been a manizer. And sometimes women may have been taught that depending on how you grew up. You know, I've heard people okay, say well, they me... was raised a pack of wolves or a bunch of hoes or, you know, look at Richard Pryor. He was raised in a whole house, you know. So their perspective of women may have been a lot different from what they saw and their attitude towards women. I was raised with a single mother, and my mother and father were married but separated for many, 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 many years, and my father was definitely a womanizer. Definitely, to the day he died. And my mother was a manizer. But my thing was I didn't want to exhibit the behaviors that I saw in them. I was like, no, this is not cool. So when it comes my way, I'm able to identify it. But then I was told I put people in the friend zone or people would be attracted to me, and if they don't say nothing, I don't say nothing. But I had to watch that behavior too, because that behavior can also lead to a misunderstanding, a misunderstanding. So when you say you giggling, Mr. A, what are you giggling about? What's so funny about this? Well, <laughs> um, well, first of all, I wanted to, uh, 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 if I could, I wanted to um, respond to what, what, what's your, what's the other lady's name there? What's her name? G- Giselle? Janelle. Giselle, mm-hmm. G- Janelle? Your yes, name's Janelle? Giselle? Uh, uh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, I, I just wanted to address what you were saying earlier about the, um, about the manizing and then the, um, the other things you were saying. Um, as far as, uh, first of all, as I was touching on earlier, you have to understand the difference between a, a, a womanizer and a player, okay? Mm-hmm. And it, and like you said earlier, uh, Jeanette, uh, it does, you know, it can be a man or a woman, and um, mm-hmm. and um, but they're not called the same thing, okay? I get I mean, you, right? I hear, 
one of the things right. that was kind of funny, like, both both of you ladies have been saying, you've been, you've been using the word manizer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even though even though I actually think that's a word, to be honest. I'm not sure. I think it is a word. But, um, uh, they call context, him a man-hater, a man-hater, they, you know. And, and some I think, people I think they were when you when you when you have a womanizer, like I was saying, the difference difference between a womanizer and a player, okay, are two different things. Because one is a manipulator and one is just somebody who's like the 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 equivalent to to the thirsty. <laughs> okay. And that could be a man or a woman. Okay. You know, yeah. I, I want to say that to Ed. But as far as a womanizer, as far as, as far as a woman, I mean, uh, yeah, a womanizer is like a, is like a is like a thirsty man, okay. Mm-hmm. While a player is somebody who's pretty much he's he's focused, he's manipulating, he's, he's out for himself, he's an opportunist, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. A lot and, of uh, and, 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 and 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 the female version of a player of a male player, the female version. They used to call it a long time ago. She was known as a vamp. A vamp, okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that's basically what a what a female version of a player was. She was a vamp. Uh-huh. She, she played guys. She, mm-hmm. she, did, she did the same thing that a male player does. She she did that with guys. That's what it, you know. Well, what I was going to say some is people, our, some people some uh, people some, some people uh, could call her Jezebel or whatever. But the point yeah, is. <laughs> But, but you know, I'm saying you know you 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 have the womanizer guy like I was saying earlier, and like like you were saying earlier, Janelle, about the uh, um, uh, you said something about somebody that decided to omit the truth, therefore they were lying. So that's not necessarily true though, but if you, because if you don't tell the truth, it doesn't necessarily mean you lied. It just that you just didn't well, bring forth the truth. Okay, so what she's saying is, if you marry, and you say something you get you, you're married, and you omit no, saying married because no, you want no, don't want no, them to know, see, or to see, not wait, see. Hold on, hold on, hold on, but but she omitting is not the same thing as lying. If if, if I ask you, hey, certain such a thing, and you say no, then that's a lie. But if, if the you lie is a, is a me, higher degree, if you, just, than you just, if you just didn't bring forth, then it's not real. You might not have been might not have been totally honest, but it wasn't a oh. lie. There's a difference. Let me say this. I remember being married. Okay, let me let me say this, Mr. Ed. I was I was I was in a marriage. Men and I, we had no problems. We didn't argue. We didn't fuss. We didn't fight. He helped me with my kids. He was in the military. I mean, people was asking me, Jeanette, what you going to do when he retired? Because you know how you are. You know how people can get on your nerves when you're around them 24-7. And I'm like, I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I ain't worried about it. So great marriage. Went to, met his mama, his daddy. And I'll never forget his daddy. his daddy was a womanizer. His daddy was a player, and so was his brother, except for one brother. So he tried to make it seem like he was the good guy. You know, he's the savior of the family. Now, when we got married, no, I remember, like I said, I remember his father said, son, she ain't nothing to reckon with. So his daddy knew just by looking at me. But his daddy didn't know where I came from or what cloth I came up under. But when we were, when we, we dated and lived together for Four years, four years we dated and lived together, and it was within 
90 days almost of being married that we had this big old wedding, 200 guests. He wanted to get married. And I should have known when he changed our song to our dance, I had a song that I had already picked out. He played the song, If This World Was Mine. I would play Set Your Feet by Luther Vandross. That should have told me something. But I go to get my dependent's ID card, and I find out that somebody else had one. I learned that this, this man said he had never been married, had no kids, and put that zero marriages on our marriage certificate only for me to find out that that man had a wife of 12 years in another state. That was a lie. In other words, he was a bigamist. He was a bigamist, so but this was his thing. So he was two years That's a never thing altogether. That's, see, bigamy is, is that's beyond lying. You're, 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 you're portraying something that you're not. See, that's just you know, that's false, uh, uh, false identity and false witness. So that's beyond, that's beyond lying. He tried his best for me never to find out. He tried to cover it up. He yeah, tried he's to cover it up. But that wasn't necessary because if he would have said he was married, we wouldn't have never got married. He took away my mm-hmm. choice in regards to if I wanted to entertain that relationship or not. And it made well, me right, that was the whole point. That was the whole point. He wanted to take that. He didn't want you to have that choice. It had, in other words, in his mind, he he felt that he wanted to to to, be, to have you to himself, you know, as if he was free. Okay, and he as long yeah. as you didn't know the secret, all he secret, had to do then, was open his. And I said to me, but, but, but had he opened his mouth, he would have lied you. So he was not going to do that. That was not an option. But, correct. But see, but this is the thing. The man never. I didn't. I, I was still a school bus driver. Had just um, uh, finished school. I didn't have the things that I had now. I didn't have that. But I later learned that this man had a history of marrying rich women, and was taking them for all they had. And the and the people people told me in the military, they said, Jeanette, we investigated that man, and that man truly loved you. To me, that was a sick love. Because he wanted to be perfect. You don't have to be perfect, but he had womanizing in his soul. It, it was just him. He didn't know any better. He did not well, see, know womanizing, any But womanizing and bigotry are two different subjects totally. They're not the same right. thing. They don't go together. That's two different right. things altogether. That's, that's two totally different now, types of characteristics. Now, my question to you, Mr. Ed, can a womanizer fall in love? If a woman is with a man, and we haven't even talked about some of the womanizing behaviors, so I want to. I'm trying. I'm that. trying. <laughs> because okay. some individuals. Let me, let me, let me say women, this. Okay, women, you know, like women, talking, once again, back to the comparison of players and womanizers. Players mm-hmm. and womanizers. Yes, eventually, sometime in their lifetime, yes, it's possible. Okay, but mm-hmm. players normally, when they're young and they running running around doing what they're doing. They they're not mm-hmm. gonna settle down, you know. Mm-hmm. They might they, these these are the guys that have babies all over town, you know. These guys, this guy's not I'm gonna settle down with no one person. Okay. A womanizer on the other hand, a womanizer like, on the other hand though, is uh is uh, like, somebody who he can be woman. in a marriage, okay. Got, but he's still you gonna gotta, you know step home, out and you do what he's gonna do. 
but you'd rather go for a parade and pass around with a hoe. You know, it's like, really? You got no, no, everything? No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. See, you, you went somewhere else there, <laughs> okay? So a a womanizer, if for instance, a man that a is a woman fighting is not going to be wait, wait, satisfied. Wait, wait, wait. A womanizer is somebody who he's not gonna he's not he's not necessarily gonna go out there, you know, and just be with some no account. He's normally normally with whoever's attractive to him. That's who he's going after. That includes people in, in, in your family. <laughs> he'll go he'll go he'll grab hey, your, right. your, your mouth. Here's the thing with the so, It's a hunt and a chase. A womanizer is not gonna always go after one go after him. He's gonna go because it's the hunt and a chase. It's gonna also he'll go after what he wanna pursue too. Because there are pros and cons. I, I believe <laughs> that I am in a relationship a little bit with it. and and listen, and I accept this person because I know that I believe that this person with the help of the Holy Spirit, will will get better. But I do know this, that the moment, this is something that I, I kind of accept, just knowing just where the person is right now, right? Not that, you know, I'm being naive. But the moment that something goes wrong between me and that person, say an argument or a little disagreement, he will call somebody else. Not that he will not sleep with somebody else or be with somebody else. And I believe that man does love me. <laughs> As silly as it sounds, but the moment that maybe we're in a disagreement or, you know, I'm, I may not talk to him for a little bit, I know that he will, because there's a void he's trying to fill. This I know about him, about this man. He's trying to fill a void, and there's plenty of other women that will, too, also. So I know that that's a possibility that can happen. Um, I believe that that's something, I believe a womanizer can fall in love love someone, but I do believe that the moment maybe they're not happy or the one, that woman they're in relationship is not there to fill that, continually fill that void for them, they will entertain another woman uh, maybe just, you know, on the phone uh, for, the, for the moment, boredom if they don't know how to be by, with themselves. That void they're trying to fill. And that's where yeah. it can become a problem. It's now, a, let me give you guys... Pit. It's a bottomless you, pit that you can't fill... And so it will be women, or anybody that's willing to give the time, you know, just, and it's just pure entertainment, just like for them, like just to, you know, they don't love all of them, but I do I, believe the person loves me, I but, think, you know, the others. I feel like if, I feel like if you don't shut up, if you don't leave that person alone, just shut up. It gets on my nerves. Now, it's a sign of a womanizer. So you're seeing a womanizer, there are many red flags to watch for, it can save you lots of time, energy, heartaches, your money. Your, ain't nobody got time for all that. One of the things is he is overly flirtatious with everyone. That kind of goes to what you were saying, Mr. Ed. Sometimes, you know, they'll be playful. They flirt. They'll even flirt with your family members. <laughs> but if you notice that the man you're dating is always checking out other women, flirting excessively and getting very close, very fast with women, he could be considered a womanizer. He may love that initial feeling of connection and chase he can get whenever he can. I remember I used to date this guy, and he straight up told me he said he was a coward. And when I looked into his behavior, I realized he was a coward. 
I thought he was shy. He was a very handsome man, very a lot going on for himself, but his self-esteem was so low to where if you called him a womanizer, he didn't see it that way, but he his thing was, and women would go after him even though he had his own way of flirting but wouldn't sleep with nobody, but he was very flirtatious. Hey, Corinne, you know you can call in on his show. Another um, red flag is you've heard rumors about his past. Now, anyone you date will have a past. A past is a past. And you can't fault a person for having other partners or dating experiences before they met you. So you don't want to throw things up in their face. However, if a lot of women you know are talking about this person and you don't, they don't have nice things to say about them, chances are you're going to be treated the same way. The same man that I was just talking about, I'll never forget, I was at Chili's with my son, and his name kept popping up at a table next to me. And I called him, and I said, hey, I'm at a restaurant, and your name keep popping up, and I know they're talking about you. <laughs> and at first I started not to say anything, but, but I did, because I know he could be very, very flirtatious. Another thing is he can use his wealth and status to entice women. He has a history of cheating. Now, how have his previous relationship ended? Has he been unfaithful to women in the past? That's a red flag. We know nobody is perfect, and people can change. But the thing is, if he cheated on you, he will also cheat with you. And sometimes people don't know how to let go, walk away, leave it alone. It's not worth it. And another one, he won't introduce you to friends and families. I don't know if that's because he thinks he'll get snitched on. And so those are just some of the, the signs, and I'm quite sure that there's more. Uh, and you want to add some more of the signs that you may think that when a person is a womanizer, some of the things that are the signs of behavior you see? Science of what? A, a womanizer. How do you know if this particular person is a womanizer? I mean, he can have multiple friends. He can have multiple women in his life. He can have, but how do you know he's womanizing them? Or how do you know he well, ain't? Sometimes he might, a player can be played. Well, let me see this. Um, you know, one, one, one way you can tell that a guy is not a womanizer just because he's flirting is to the extent of the flirtation. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are flirtatious. That don't mean they're womanizers, okay? Like, I mean, I've been, you know, called a, a, a flirt, you know, but that's kind of like what I do at times. I flirt, you know. But I'm not, you know, getting to the extent to where I'm, like, disrespectful or, you know, nothing, especially if I'm with somebody. I'm not like that, okay? But, I mean, but I have been called a flirt, you know, because I compliment women or whatever or, you know, and and I've been called that, you know, even though that really wasn't my intention to look like that, right? But mm-hmm. I couldn't be called a womanizer because I never got to the point to where I'm looking like I'm trying to go after her, <laughs> okay? Mm-hmm. You know, so but at the same time, I do know guys that are just like that, you know. Mm-hmm. When as soon as their wife walks out the room, they're like sitting all up there. So when you don't give me, give me that number, you know, <laughs> like that. That's that's a womanizer. Some people do it for self-esteem. Some people do it for a lot of different reasons. 
in well, regards yeah, they have different reasons. You know, they have they they have some of them want to want to just know that they still got it. You know, <laughs> kind of thing. You know, they got various reasons. But but see, also once again, you got to remember, like I said, you got women that are the exact same way. You know, you got it, you got it, boy, you and, got uh, it. So you know, so. You know, but uh, as far as there's some, but you the, the whole idea is you don't want to misdiagnose. That's what I'm saying. Correct. No, you don't. Yeah. And you're not actually you know, diagnosed. And that's one of the things that yeah. I want to talk about, Mr. Ed, is when it talks about dealing with a womanizer. And it says, so what, you completely fall for a womanizer. Do you have to walk away? You know, sometimes, like Giselle was saying, Giselle is trying to find the light at the end of the tunnel, saying, you know, I know he's going through some things. I know he's working on it with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but women do that. But for how long? How long <laughs> you go doing that? Okay, Korean said, I think when a man never refers to you by your name, but always call you baby or sweetie at first. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Korean. And Korean, you know who I was talking about. <laughs> but, yeah, because he called people babe because he don't want to get people's names confused. I remember right. <laughs> that guy that I was seeing, and his thing was, hey, babe. And one day I was there, and he called somebody else. He was on the phone. He said, babe, I'm looking around like, who are you talking to? And I realized he called everybody babe. And that's a signal. <laughs> and now his behavior is so out of control. So I'm like, mm-mm, I can't play with you. You don't, mm-mm. Because that brings people out of character. It totally brings people mm-hmm. out of character. And sometimes, mm-hmm. I mean, that's if you on the other end, so, again, it goes back to do you walk away? It'll be up to you. Some people's mothers and parents dealt with that because they didn't want to disrupt the home. It became a learned behavior. Or girls was told as younger, oh, he's just a man. No, that's not an excuse. we got to do better even with raising our sons. And, Giselle, you know good and well, I don't condone disrespecting a woman. I don't condone that yeah. behavior. As I was saying before, a womanizer and a player are two different things. Like a player, like I said, he's somebody who you can forget about him settling down. And when I say settling down, that means with his heart. That means he's not going to just mm-hmm. give his heart to my woman. He, now, he might get content. He might get comfortable, you know, if there's mm-hmm. something beneficial at that house with him. For him, mm-hmm. but as far mm-hmm. as him like giving his heart and being just like in love and like I ain't gonna mess around, she's the one. No, because he's a player. You know, he can't. He can't do that. A woman, a on other hand, though, they can, they can, they can be in love with their wife, but they have a roving eye. They have a roving eye. They can't help. In love with their wife, but this is the thing: when you play with fire, you can get burned. Meaning, mm-hmm. if you trying to be a womanizer, you can mess around and try that on the wrong woman, and it can blow up in your face. Or you can mm. go in there with an arterial motive thinking you go get something, you go gain something, you go learn something, and you might it might be a boomerang and blow back up in your face. And so that might not always go in your favor. So sometimes you got to be careful and mindful of that. That don't always work that way. You know, the other person I'm supposed to call in didn't call in, but I'm going to call this person because I want to know his take on this when I ask him this question about this, if he even answered the phone. So, t- 
talking about players. And then, like I said, you have some men that just have multiple women, and they may not even see it that way. Answer the phone. <laughs> I know. See, most people don't even know that I'm going on the air at 6 o'clock. So I know he don't listen to my show. He'll probably be like, why is she calling call me? Has been forwarded to an automatic voice message. I don't want to talk to no voice message. So you know what? I'm going to be a... Wait, I'm going to try one more time, and then I'm going to be, I'm not going to be a womanizer. I know what I'm going to do. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, he don't want to answer the phone. He probably, I don't even know if he's at him or not. He probably like, Jeanette, call me twice. I'm going to say, I called you, and you didn't even answer my phone call. Okay, so this is what I'm going to do. You don't want to answer your phone, I'll call your brother. <laughs> so, okay, let me see something. Okay, so when we like I said, so when we're talking about these these different things and these different topics, as we are bringing this to the forefront, and you know, like Giselle was saying, I don't know if this is the right number or not. Let me see. This is 2018. We changed this number since 2018. I thought he changed it in 2020. I'm not even sure. Let me see. Uh-oh. Hey, how you doing? Okay, I just told you you didn't do what? I know. I did watch I did watch the show you told me to watch, but no, I haven't talked to you. But let me tell you this. You're on the radio. You're on the air right now, so I ain't trying to catch you off guard. Oh, okay. <laughs> but we'll talk about that later. I'll give you a call after the show. We can talk about the show because there's another show. There's one you told me on Two Bite Watch. I did watch that. And I'm like, uh-huh. really? That show is a uh-huh. hot mess. Yes, that Okay. Yeah, but I have a question. I have a question for you. I'm on yeah. the air, and I'm talking about womanizing. And I first tried to call your brother, but he didn't answer the phone, so... I can't talk to him about womanizing, so I call you. I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'll call his brother. So, <laughs> they probably going to be mad at me anyway. So, when it comes to womanizing, William, what's your take of a womanizer? Because you grew up with a bunch of brothers. You watched your brothers. Your personality is much different. How did you learn how to treat a woman? From my mother's and my aunt. From being around my mother's aunt's grandmother's. Sisters, mm-hmm. my so, mother is my mother. So being, so being around women taught you how to treat women because you're very charming and you have this charisma style about you. And you've always had that since I've known you. Now, but when you looked at your brothers and you saw their behavior, and I ain't trying to make you throw them under the bus, it was a little different. So what is your take? Cause, um, I got Mr. Ed on the phone, and he was talking about the difference between a womanizer and a player. Well, what is your take on a person being a womanizer, meaning that he engaged in... Um, a womanizer and player is the same thing, but the womanizer has more, it could be more complex. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know how you have aggressive and passive aggressive? Mm-hmm. A womanizer could be not meaning, they're not meaning to womanize a person, mm-hmm. 
but they just might have insecurities and they are afraid to come out of their comfort zone of control. Mm -hmm. The attention that they that makes them feel better from what how from the the good treatment and the the, the positive energy a woman gives them. Mm -hmm. So they can't reciprocate. Got you. Got you. And you know what? And that's huge. Reciprocating what another person is giving to you because of your own insecurity. So, so how does one learn to stop that well, that's, behavior? That's divide, but more importantly, that divides from somewhere. Just like when you say about me, I was more nurtured. I was the younger one after the math. Mm -hmm. So I was more nurtured. So in my spoiling and having certain things in a way of attention that they didn't have, mm -hmm. I'm able more to nurture back. Got you. Got you. And I agree. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, Korean wrote, a womanizer will have each woman thinking that they are the one, and a player will tell you he is seeing other women. You're right, because I don't think a womanizer really want to be exposed. Because no, no, all the time a player won't let them know they're seeing other women. Because mm -hmm. sometimes a player that takes away from the satisfaction of being a player. Mm-hmm. So as long as two as a two as mm -hmm. So with like you said, you, you make it a lot of sense when you when you say that you you're nurturing, you're caring, you're considerate, you you had all those qualities about you and you know, and like I said, and that was my thing with you was the way you was and I tell you still are and that's why we still have our friendship that we have. But by that same token, when we're talking about a womanizer, we're talking about the weakness that they don't like in themselves very much. So sometimes what they do is they will project things onto other people. And that's part of it, too, is the projection. They project things. So let's say if a womanizer wanted to change, what are some of the things that the person probably would have to do? I mean, they may not be able to do it in a relationship that they're in currently. They have to, they have to, they have to, they have to, um, they have to, um, they have to, um, testify pretty much. <laughs> they have to come clean. Right. You said they got to right. clean. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Okay, and when they share what they never shared before, the fear, that's part of the, that's part yeah. of the womanizing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when they share And that's part of the comfort zone. Womanizing is a, is a, is a, all right, the word womanizing. Uh-huh. In comparison to the word fear. Correct. Of being afraid. Correct. A, a man would probably, um, they would probably rather say womanizer than say I'm scared. Correct. You're right. Because a lot of times wow, men wow. don't yeah. in the other side of them because they don't want to be vulnerable, because they don't want to be taken advantage of. And, you know, and sometimes that behavior, William. No, pride, too. The simple pride, too. Correct. And sometimes it can be because of how oh, they felt about their mother. If they saw that their mother was promiscuous 
or if they saw their mother with multiple men and they just had a disrespect for women, they put a uh, one. I ain't gonna say all can project the that oldest, behavior. The it could be only the oldest. Correct. 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 Because the oldest was, you know, they naturally play a role. Uh huh. As the dominant. Mm hmm. So if they could feel in that situation at home with their mother, um, their mother can encourage them as being the dominant, be the mm-hmm. man, or it, it depends on what she could. When she uh, puts out there, mm-hmm. that forms it. Correct. And you know what? Let's so go to the nursing again. Got you. And single parents need to be careful when we tell our sons, you the man of the house. You the man. No, don't put that label on that kid because that's a kid. Right. And what's right. your take on that in regards to sometimes well, single what? women, we will make our sons believe they're at the head of the home and are well, you the also man? The, but it's natural being a social being that that man, young man, will sometimes without the the mother saying it, he will he will confess it. He will mm-hmm. say it to, to confirm himself too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So not always the woman telling them that. Sometimes the, the young man will take responsibility. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, in history they say, "Well, I had to feed my." In the, let's say in the movies, where I had to, you know, I had to do this for my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, they might not go to school because... Uh-oh. Now your now your, brother, now your brother calling. Wait a minute. Hold on. Let me see if I can get y'all both started on here. You took that long to call me back. How you know what I wanted? <laughs> huh? You didn't even know what I was calling you for. I don't even, I didn't even know who number this was. Oh, my God. You know what? You're right. I'm calling you from the other phone. And I forgot. So, you know what? You're right. You get a pass for that. You get a pass. And I was, I'm sitting in, in Big Five. Uh-huh. Because uh, I left my weightlifting glove. Oh, okay. Well, let me, let me merge you onto this call because I got you on here. And I apologize. You get a pass. But I, you know what? You made me mad. So, when you, when I got mad, I called your brother. <laughs> I made you mad. You made me mad, so I called your brother. Out here, recognizing I know. Now you're on the phone with your brother, and you're also on the radio. And the topic is womanizing. So I've got you on the air, Mr. Rick, because we're talking about womanizing, womanizing behaviors. I got Mr. Ed on. I got Giselle on. And Mr. Ed was saying that there's a difference between being a player and being a womanizer. And we were talking about how how to spot it. How can you how can you get to the point to where you know you want to stop that type of behavior? And can a womanizer fall in love? Which he can. Sometimes they say it got to be with the right woman. But by that same token, it's not always just the right woman. It got to be. They have to address their own insecurities. So what is your take on that one? And I you, I talked about you earlier. I didn't say nothing bad about you. But I was saying how your shyness and how people may have had a perception of you, but it's not always the man seeking women. Sometimes women seek men. But what is your take on womanizing behavior, Mr. Rick? Because even, even though you know you still got it going on, 
And I know you did, especially, be, oh, I know I told, the, I told the story about when I was at the restaurant and your name kept popping up and I called you and I said, Rick, they talking about you at the restaurant. <laughs> so what is your take on, on womanizing and womanizing behavior? Well, well I, I, I do agree with you that most feminizers uh, have some form of insecurity. I do believe uh, womanizing can fall in love, all of us are capable of falling in love, uh, you know, that, uh, being a long time womanizer myself, oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> well, you know what, you know what, you know what, Rick? Thank you. I'm Come on, you today, because one of the things William said when you first got to come clean, you know, over the 30 years I've known you, you've never said you was a long-time womanizer. Wow. Oh, well, uh, I mean, people have called me up. <laughs> and I don't think that's appropriate over the radio. <laughs> well, I was going to call you and tell you I needed a massage or a personal trainer because my body hurts. I wasn't going to call you a womanizer, good Lord. <laughs> mm But you admitted to that, okay? <laughs> After 30 years. Okay, so get back to what you were saying, Mr. Rick. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to make an excuse for those of us who do, do womanize. Uh, but I, I do believe that you shouldn't be calling yourself a player and you got four different women and uh, you lying to all of them. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't believe in that. I don't believe in, you know, uh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a player, so being a player is being a skillful liar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what gets a responsibility if you're a player. If you're a player, you have a responsibility to those women. Correct. Yeah, you know, Right, but and on the other hand, you know, you but, but, okay, so here's my question, Rick. When do you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, or do you continue to feed into the insecurities, or you just keep it going along to get along, or are you hiding behind, hiding behind who you are? Well, that's interesting. You know, uh, wow, I know. It's when the when the dangers when the dangers of womanizing start to surface in your life. Got gotcha. you. Well, okay, but here's here's my question, William. Because when you called me and we were talking the other night, and the first thing you asked me was about Jerome. He's sending me a text message with a song talking about Are you still down? Hell to the no, I'm not still down. So sometimes what happens is when individuals are getting caught up in that behavior. You run into women like myself who ain't got time for them games. We ain't got time for them type of relationships because we know who we are, we know whose we are, we know where we're going in life. And then when yes, you're dealing yes. with things with their own insecurities and trying to blame it and project it onto you, that's not cool. That's so not cool because then when you lose the woman, because I know, Rick, you've had many women and you said you've never had a bad woman. The problem no, is you. No, I, I, I have not. Uh, I, I don't ever recall having a quote unquote bad woman. I've always uh, have not always been a good guy, and that stems from not telling the truth. And 
one of the first things that women or men will tell you is, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. And <laughs> hey, you know what, Rick, and I ain't trying to put our business on the street, but I'm going to say this, and William can attest to this. I always told William, Rick has never lied to me. I've never known Rick to lie to me. <laughs> I always thought. And then as time went on, and then you did become honest, and I started finding things, or you would tell me things, I just never thought you lied to me. And you met me when I was in my, I was young. Oh, God, I was in my 20s? Yeah. Oh, I was fine back then, huh? No, you did tell me that. You told me one time, Jeanette, you don't even know how you look. You said, I don't even know why you even date the men that you date. <laughs> you taught me a lot, and I appreciate still fine. you. Still like you said, we're lifelong friends because of some of the things that you taught me and you shared with me because you taught me about because I didn't see healthy relationships. I didn't see, you know, like I said, you saw the women in my family, beautiful women, smart women. Look at my mother. They were manizers. So I didn't want to repeat that behavior, but by that same token, you introduced to me the type of men that I was around and myself with. You're like, Jeanette, what are you doing? What are you thinking? And yeah, I, that, and that's, that's, that's interesting. That's um, good. That's good. That's kind of polar opposite behavior with, where you, uh, you all, I remember you driving the school bus going to college at night. And uh, getting your degree, uh, buying two homes, and then the men I saw you with didn't seem like they matched your achievement. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. You're right. You're absolutely right. And it wasn't that I was trying to get them to match my achievement. It wasn't that. It wasn't even that I was lonely, thirsty, looking for men. You knew how my personality was. You used to flirt with me, hell, and I didn't even know you was flirting for years.
But sometimes you got to know when to walk away. you got to learn and know when this is not working. It's not working. It's not personal. I tell people that there's a difference between baggage and trauma. Some people can deal with people's baggage. But the trauma, if you're taking the trauma out or projecting it onto somebody else, that's not fair to them. It's not. I mean, psychologically, that's true. But the foundation of a woman is not to run. So mm. women get criticized on, oh, you should be psychologically correct. Sounds great. But they, they, were, they, weren't, they, weren't, they wasn't created to run. Well, you, I, I agree. I agree, William. I agree.
that choice mm-hmm. to be with that man by mistake. Mm-hmm. Got you. And I'm not saying that they, that, I'm not saying that they was the man by mistake. I'm not saying that. Like, Rick knew me when I was driving a school bus, studying in college. The first time Rick came to my house, it was like one something in the morning. I'm studying, you know, because I got a test in the morning. So he saw me go through those things, and he was very proud of me. There was times, William, before I even started doing podcasts, radios, and all of that, you used to hear me every morning drive through McDonald's and ask for a small coffee, full cream, five sugar, and then I go get my bacon. And you said, you know what, you need to start a program on the show with that. You need to. So you would give me other ideas because you was more creative. And then just today, earlier, I got a call from a doctor who wanted to be on the show. I'm getting calls from people wanting me to do a show. You know, TV deals come. It's a lot of doors are opening but I still am grateful and thankful for those individuals that played a role in my life from the beginning, even in the middle, to where I am now. Because some people don't know what the heck I be going through. Like I said, well, I was in the bed for five you know, days and couldn't even walk. You have always been genuinely a good person. Mm-hmm. And I, I, can, I can say that about you. You are, uh, you are a good Children and stayed with William's dad for 15 
years, and when he got sick, she raised on his hands and foot. But, mm-hmm. So what did I what did I surmise from that? Mm-hmm. My grandfather, who used to always tell us, son, when I leave you, I'm, hopefully I'll leave you with some good sense. Mm-hmm. There may not be no dollars, but hopefully I'll leave you with some good sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, she's seen her mother and father mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. And, and stay together. And mm-hmm. I and I think what we see Correct. Plays a role. Not to cut you not to cut you out. Give me give me one second. Give, give me one second. Give me one second. Yeah, Marie. Okay. Um I don't I see you watching. You know you didn't answer the phone when I called. Um, Corinne, you wanted to know the number to call in. The board has shut down because I only put it for sixty seconds. I mean sixty sixty minutes. However, Call my office number, and I'm going to put you on the other phone. So give me a call, Corinne, at 714-992-1677, and I'm going to just merge you in on the call. So, again, 714-992-1677 is my office number, because I want to hear what you have to say, because I remember the guy that you was dating when we was younger, and he seemed like a womanizer and some of the things. And we all have had life experiences. And like you were saying, Rick, too, somebody asked you about your mother and did you hate your mother. And I look at Reggie, how charming and charisma and how flirtatious he is. And I'd be like, he got a very low self-esteem. Okay, Corinne, I got you on my cell phone. So what you want to add to this show? Because I'm on overtime right about now. Because this topic is getting real good right about now. What I, think, do you, I think what I want to add to the show, hello, Giselle, William, Rick, Ed, all y'all. I think what I want to add um, more importantly is that when it comes to womanizers or manizers, because um, there's, there's women who are manizers also, mm-hmm. and I think what I want to add is that it, it all comes down to the, the person getting to know um, who they are and trusting in who they are to not be that womanizer or manizer because I think it's fear. Mm-hmm. I think fear is, is for man, you know, to have a bunch of women, he can have a woman who, who likes him for this certain thing. Then he can have another woman who likes him for this certain thing. Then he can have another woman who likes him for this certain thing. And they all like him for different things, and he feels complete. But what he's missing is that he's got to figure it out for himself mm-hmm. so that he can be with one woman who loves him for, for all those things. Got you. And the and thing, too, Corinne, is when they lose that woman, now they're walking around with their head cut off because they don't know what to do because you then gave up or the one woman that walked away, and now you got these five strays still chasing you. And then, like with Rick, Rick still looks good as old as he is. I ain't saying you're old, Rick. But Rick still looks good. And these women are still chasing him, but when you get tired of the game, what you go do? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Rick's not tired of the game because Rick's not. Rick hasn't figured out how to figure himself out. That's what I'm trying to say. He's gonna keep on womanizing. There's always gonna be women after him because until he figures out who he is and comes to terms with that, then he can be with a woman and just one woman. And it's the same thing for a woman to be with one man. Until she can figure out who she is as a woman, and here's the thing: it's 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 vulnerability. Because if it was me doing it, or if it was Rick doing it, or if you doing it, once we get in, inside ourselves to understand that, okay, I gotta let this one particular person 
that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life know everything about me instead of the 50 women I've had in the past where Susie's known one thing, Jane's known another, you know, Corinne's known another, you know what I'm saying? I do. So, and that's when, 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 when women get together and they realize they're all dealing with the same man, Women often say, well, that's not how he is around me. Well, that's mm-hmm. not what he says to me because he's showing you a different part of himself. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Rick, what you got to say? He's showing each woman a different part of himself instead of giving himself all to one woman because if he gives himself all to one woman, he's got to be vulnerable. He's got to bring it all out. There could be a woman he lays in the bed with and cries with. There could be another woman that he just showers her with flowers and she's never seen him cry. It's all spiritual, and if the foundation ain't to the Father first and learn how to have intimacy, it's all spiritual, then. Well, part of the can be. So, Rick, what's your take on that? Because I don't know what you're doing now, because I don't even think I've seen you in a while. But what do you think? I I agree with a lot as to what she said about figuring out. You know, when that woman asked me if I hated my mother, and I asked her why she said that. She referred to me. I didn't know she was in pain from, her husband was on the verge of leaving her, so she was in pain. Mm-hmm. But the, so the first thing she did was hit me out of her pain. As they say, hurt people, hurt people. Yes. And then she told me about a book. And then the book, this book, this brother was a psychiatrist and a medical doctor as well. I wrote this book. I can't think of his name. Things he said that we all know is we're all the product of whatever environment, or whatever mm-hmm. home that we we came we came out of. So uh, my father, my father wasn't there. My father was a a Rolling Stone, and one of the most hurtful things I've ever heard was my grandmother tell my mother that me and my brother Chris was just like our father. Mm. And, and and that hurt me, but and I just I just noticed that. We usually do and act on what we see in our lives. Correct. And I grew up, I grew up just like my father. So when I chase women, the thing I love the most about chasing women was the chase. The chase. You told me that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the chase. The chase was the most assimilating uh, part of it. And, you know that. It, which so it's and that's yeah that that's that's keeping itself. But when do you get sick and tired of being sick and tired? That's my point because there comes a point in time to you don't want to be, it's like with myself. I don't want to be in this house by myself, sitting up here hurting and can't lift my arm. I'm trying to to call you next to you about a I'm trying to do chair exercises because I can barely bend my knees and walk and move and uh, like you said, you met me when I was 20. Uh, I was vibrant. I'm running around. I'm coaching. I'm doing all of these things. Now I'm getting older. But if there's still men out there acting like that, what is a woman like myself to do? I'm, who was that? I wasn't William that said that about uh, 10 cats. That, I think that was you, William. Did you say something about me being at home with 10 cats? I'm not trying to be old at home with 10 cats. I think you did say that to me. I believe spiritually. You know, this is what I said earlier about the dangers of womanizing. Um, a man, I believe, just like a woman, you're going to be subject to not know how to love after yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. It's, it's abusing 
they can either walk out of your life, leave you alone, because they, they realize that they deserve better. Everybody's not going to stay in them toxic situations. And like you said, Rick, that became a part of your personality of just becoming flirtatious, where you used to flirt differently. Now you flirt more boldly. Okay. You, know, you know something that uh, Angela, my second wife, told me? I remember uh, I, I said I wanted to divorce, and she said, did you ask God about it? I said, yes, he told me she divorced. About nine months later, she, when she used to teach her class, she had a little rash on her hand. She was standing there scratching her hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, nine months later, we went to Sizzler's and had dinner. I said, wow, Ange, your rash went away. She said, yes, it left when you left. Yeah. And because- so my, 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 my point is, uh, we do, I didn't realize the damage or the carnage that I was leaving. And I remember you asked me, you said, Rick, I know you don't know these women, but why are you there? Well, because this is what you would do. This is what you would do, Rick. You would leave and then come to my house. You would leave, and then it got to the point to where when you was ready to come to my house, I'd be like, uh-uh, you ain't coming over here. And when I was like, no, you're looking at me like, what you mean, no? You ain't never told me no. You always let me in. You always. I said, no. <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. Yeah, well, yeah. Yes, what you got to say, Giselle? Can I interject real quick? Yes. I do want to say this, um, Jenna, and that is that uh, as all of us uh, are talking now, as um, older uh, uh, people of color, we are all realizing now that all our ways that we've done in the past and what we're discussing now uh, is because of all the things that we've endured mm-hmm. um, through our ancestors. And we're watching yeah, a yeah, generation yeah. that is is uh, so wide open, uh, so clear. And, and you know, racism, racism right now is at the forefront. Mm-hmm. And there's so many of us now that are just speaking out on so many different things and this being one of them. And I appreciate you even having this um, podcast to uh, express ourselves. Uh, doesn't make it right or wrong, but it does let hopefully the younger generation know that, you know, we've been there, we've done it. And, you know, um, they're doing it, they're doing it now. I mean, you know, if we want to talk about womanizing, uh, and, you know, I'm going to bring it to the forefront and to this day and age. Let's talk about womanizing P. Diddy with Carisha, mm-hmm. but he had a baby by another woman, and she sleeps with women. And so it's going on in different forms. Mm-hmm. But it's all of us as, as a black culture really hurting and and mm-hmm. trying to figure out where we stand in this world as, as a people. Right. And I'm not going to put everything on... Black men as womanizers or black women as womanizers. Yeah. We gotta figure out who we are as a mm-hmm. as a race, as a culture, to move past this, move forward, and love one another, and just be proud of one another. And yeah, we've all been there, done that. And Jeanette, you know mm-hmm. how I met her, everybody in, in, <laughs> in California, moving for some some fool. But anyway, um. I just appreciate this podcast because it, it, we need to talk. We all need to talk more. We mm-hmm. all need to get it out more. And, and, you know? and sister, you right. You right. Thank you. Gloria DeGroote called mm-hmm. post-traumatic slave syndrome. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we, all are, we all are traumatized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And some things don't even 
coming to oh, our right. attention, even when I'm doing this show. I, I don't think I about it until I'm talking PTSD. about it. I have serious PTSD with, yeah. you know, working for a corporation where it's a Republican corporation. Before COVID, I'm in the office. Trump's in, you know, Trump just became president. And I'm out of, you know, out of 5,000 people in the building, I'm one of 30 blacks in the building, and it's five floors, and they all Trump, Trump, Trump. And I was just like, I was ready to, I was ready to blow a gasket, like lose my damn mind. And thank God, I thank God for COVID, because mm-hmm. it gave me time to work from home and get myself together to say, you know what, I need, I need to figure out me. I need to figure out who I am mm-hmm. in this world as a black woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? As a black woman, I need to be up because I'm working for a company that I already know is a racist damn company. And I had to, I even had to struggle with that where they're paying me, but I don't want to be there. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Corinne, yeah. you just brought up something because they just said that um, basically and he didn't show up and testify in court. And he's another one that was a womanizer. And they, the jury ruled in that lady's favor in regards to his behavior. And it's about the behavior. Womanizing is the behavior. How are you treating women? Womanizing is the behavior, and womanizing from men in general. And there are are women out there who have done it too, but men in general are coming to the forefront. And I'm sorry, you guys, but guess what? We call y'all out. Call y'all out. Well, when you talk about Trump, and and I said to people like Trump, those are our playboys, the womanizers. Type something. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh huh. You know, I mean, y'all. You know, this this, this whole um, episode has went from 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 womanizers to, to to slavery and Trump. I'm like <laughs> all these different categories. Well, because a lot of times it's a learned behavior. We got to know where this stuff is deep rooted and where it's coming from. And not in slavery in a slavery term, but in regards to women were taught you don't get rid of your man. Oh, don't worry about it. He'll be back home as long as he's paying the bills. Don't worry about him sleeping with the girl across the street or the neighbor down the street or your cousin or your, you know. I remember my mother used to just act a natural-born fool when my father would do certain things. So that's where all of this stuff kind of ties in together. Now, I know we now definitely ran out of our time. And, Corinne, I want to thank you for joining the show, and I try to put this, um, oh, you said was no Playboy, he just racist bum. <laughs> okay. Thank you for having me. So, thank you for having me, and thank you all for listening. I wish you all peace and love. And and listen, Rick got womanizing. Rick, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you hear that woman, Rick? Uh, hey, I was trying to um, check out uh, Black Rock. And Vanguard. Uh, I think that's uh, uh, Rick may have one of the Rick Mayhem was in 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 the Rick M
Well, again, I want to thank you, my battery going dead on the phone. I know we ran out of time. William, thank you. I know I caught you off guard calling you in regards to the show, oh, but I was trying to get somebody to help you out as we're talking about this topic. And um, I know Sunday is Mother's Day, so we're going to be talking about mothers and things of that nature. And um, some of us will be celebrating Mother's Day in a lot of different ways. Some mothers are here. Some others have transitioned and moved on. Again, my name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you here for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Thank you very much. Hold your home. <laughs> Bye-bye.